In a world with zero fucks, All Fucks Welcome creates stories for the conscious conversation with no fake fucks. Let's introduce Diana. On tonight's show, we have an incredible intuitive medium, dear friend on our show, Mr. Talk. He actually connected with me um, and my second son, Brazen, who has been more to our family on the other side than probably in our human life. What an amazing spirit you are. What an amazing gift you are to our family. So welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you're welcome. You. This is exciting. I'm <laughs> I'm thrilled you're here. I was actually kind of surprised that you said you would come. <laughs> Why? I would. All right, yeah. good. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. Well, you are you are by nature an introvert. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Textbook. So <laughs> so what does that look like um, to extroverts out there? What does an introvert really mean? Um, I say a lot of people think that introvert are shy or, you know, not adequate with social skills, which I don't believe to be true. Like, I do have a social skills and yeah. I can make friends, but I just don't need to be with people all the time. Right. Um, and when I do that, I know that I get exhausted so easily. So I'm good uh, saying goodbye after, you know, staying up for a party like 20 minutes in and right. I just have to go. Yeah. I'm here. You saw me. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Once I say hi to everybody that I need to say hi to and then I don't have to stay around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, intuitive medium. Yep. Right? Yep. So, what was your first intuitive experience that you can recall when you were small? Or how um, old were how first of all, how old were you and then what was that experience like? At least the one that I have as a memory is probably when I was 6 or 7, so I was in first grade or second grade. And this was at night in winter, so there was a lot of wind outside and then wind was kind of strong so like you know there's a on the window pane you know it makes sound right. but also it makes like high-pitched noise when the wind is trying to get into that small sure. space yeah and just before i went to bed maybe um i saw a lady standing there that i knew was there but then it's not there as in like physical body right and then I remember telling my mom, I think there's a lady here, but then obviously she didn't see that. So, you know, right. she's, she said, you know, it's my imagination and which I, you know, believed what she said. And for the longest time, I thought I was just very imaginative and that's what <laughs> I thought. But then now, you know, accepting my gifts and right. stuff now, I can see that was not my imagination because definitely like... You know, it was totally different from what I thought as a ghost or spirit. It was more clear than, you know, what the typical TV show or, you know, media or culture kind of portrayed to be. So that's what I remember as the earliest intuitive experience. So what would you say to parents when their child comes to them and says, Mom, I saw this, or Dad, I saw that? What would you say instead of saying... That's just your imagination. What would what would your response be? I guess for me, I just want them to go along with it. Just you know, ask them like, what did he or she look like? You know, what did they say? 
And then, you know, if they have questions that, you know, they cannot answer and just say, I don't know, rather than just brush it aside. Because I feel a lot of time, kids, yes, they do have imaginative skills, but at the same time, they also have intuitive skills that they're vi- very highly yeah, connected. That has、yeah. not been lost by、right. being here、right. in this physical world. So, you know, they may be actually seeing. And oftentimes, like, I can see a kid seeing something that other people are not seeing. Yes. So, you know, as a parent, I think you can just go along with it. And if you're curious, you can ask them questions. And then, you know, if they ask you a question, if you don't know the answer, just be truthful and just say you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting.、Um, I, I've had a lot of parents through the years come to me and say, D, what should I do? Or, you know, how do I handle this? Because my kid is hearing or seeing things that, you know, we don't see or hear. And I'm grateful that at least I can help in that soundboard moment of、yeah. what that looks like. But it's the craziest thing when、um, you know that that parent is probably shitting their pants when their kid <laughs> is coming and saying, Mommy, I just saw grandpa in the rocking chair. And they're like, What? Because that's been also a response that I've gotten、yeah. where I've had a lot of clients or friends that they'll be like, I don't know how I would respond to that. I think I'd be very scared. And then I would say, What are you afraid of? They're your relatives. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And I think when the parents are fearful,、mm-hmm. and obviously that fear goes on to the kid,、right. and they think what they're seeing or feeling might be bad or wrong. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, like attracts like. And then if you're fearful, yes, you may attract. Things that make you fearful.、Right. But at the same time, like I usually tell people, like treat them as if they are actual people.、Yeah. You know, if they come uninvited and unannounced, and if you don't want them to be there, just tell them to get out. Yeah.、Um, yeah. 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 That's awesome. I love this. This is a fun <laughs> talk already, and that wasn't even in my notes. I love it.、Um, so when you see spirit, Um, what does that look like physically to you? For me, I don't necessarily see a shadow or actual person, maybe, in the way that I see everybody. <laughs> But it's almost like I have maybe a glow or maybe smoke is a good word, maybe, to describe it.、Um, But once again, it doesn't change the color or what I'm perceiving in the space. It just, it's there. It's almost like, you know, if you close your eyes and somebody's trying to touch you but not actually touching, and you feel that air moves,、mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like that to me.、Um, and also, the picture goes into my head so I can see what they look like or what they feel like more so. Than exactly, you know, clear picture. So it's kind of like for me, interpreting what I see or what I feel, it's kind of like, you know, playing the game of charade or, you know, like something like that. I just, I'm only seeing a picture without any context whatsoever.、Right. So usually I know they might be older than the person who's sitting in front of me or younger or, you know, they seem warm or they seem cold, that kind of thing. So, It's not like precise description that I can、right. get accuracy out of it. But usually, if I am not quite getting it right, and then they will give me something else to correct that interpretation.、Mm-hmm. So eventually, get to the point that is 
closely to what is, you know, what was that kind of person like when they were here. Yeah. Well, I will never、uh, forget the description you had of my grandmother recently. <laughs> And that was very spot on. And we don't need to describe what that was, but it was very, it was very spot on for my family members. If you want to know, you can message me later. <laughs>、um, well, I can say certainly without a doubt that this next question is、um, and could be potentially challenging for, for some of our listeners.、Um, however, about 14 years ago,、um, I had had a miscarriage. And、um, Tak and I were working at a fair. And so, for those of you that don't know, I, I also am a、um, light worker, energy worker. And so, I was reading、um, cards that day for my, my guests, whoever wanted to sit with me. And、um, we were working on this fair. And that was the first time I think that you met, met my, my other son. Yeah. Yes, my other son, Brazen. And this experience exponentially shifted everything that I know for all. All the mommies out there that have lost babies.、Mm. And、um, this was the most remarkable thing because I have to, I have to tell you first and foremost that、um, he showed up on the day, on his anniversary date that he left. And that was absolutely remarkable. And so, as a Reiki healer myself, this whole experience has been quite profound.、Um, as the miscarriage、uh, was very interesting because I'd, I'd gone to the doctor, had everything checked out, said, Yep, everything's good, you're good to go. And 45 minutes later, he was gone. And I will never forget all of that. And I remember calling my husband at the time and I said, He's gone. And I knew, I've always felt that he was a boy, I always felt that with him. And he goes, No, no, no. And I said, Oh, no, he's gone. I just know. A woman, a mother knows. You just know. And so I lost him at six weeks. And, you know, I've had people say to me, Oh, well, thank goodness it wasn't further along. Or, you know, people are people, are, people, are people right? And I have learned that whether, you know, there's no degree of goodness when it comes to a loss of a baby.、Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, this is what I have learned is that from a soul perspective, these babies come in and have that experience with us, whether it's six weeks, six months, six years, 60 years.、Yeah. And that's the experience that they are choosing to have from a soul level. And I have just loved that baby ever since. So, I would like for you to、um, share that first experience when Brazen came up to you, because this was really funny. <laughs> yeah. So, at that fair, she had a client and I had a client. And as each of us were reading for the client, I just kept seeing this little boy, little baby, just walking around. And so, I'm just describing him to my client, because I thought it was about her. So I just described and described and described, and she just could not validate. And so I said, you know, it might be somebody, you know, who might lost a baby. So it could be your friend or sister or cousin. So just, you know, take it home with you, and hopefully it will make sense later. And, and she then- was funny because she goes, <laughs> Are you sure you're reading me? Like it was so funny. Yeah. And then after I finished and she finished, Deanna finished the reading. And then, you know, she said, I think that was about me.、Mm-hmm. And then, you know, still I can describe him and what he looked like and whatnot. And, and then Deanna remembered, you know, that was the day、yeah. of the anniversary. So it made sense later. Yeah, that、you、was、know. so powerful. Yeah. 
And it's interesting because he shows up to you, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, especially, like, I mean, all the people that I have met through my reading has been always part of me somewhat, but more so, you know, the loved ones who passed, you know, that's related to my friends or somebody that I know that I spend time with closely. Um, their loved one becomes also part of my spiritual life in a way. So they show up in different times and they give me different signs that I can interpret for my client who has nothing to do with me or my friends. So they have been tremendous support for me. And, you know, in that sense, I always made feel like there's no mistake mm -hmm. that, you know, I have those friends in my life, but also those friends, loved one came yes. into my life yes. because in a way they're affecting my life, you know, physically on this physical level as yes. well. So, yes. you know, I, you know, always believe there's always reason for, you know, being here and mm -hmm. encountering different experiences and me meeting people as well as those spirits. Yes. Gosh, it's such a gift. It's such a gift. Well, I certainly feel like um, the healing ability that comes through just knowing that they're there, mm. you know, and mm -hmm. I know for myself when I'm working with um, a woman in, in a session that it's funny. I will I will be shown a red blanket. Mm -hmm. That's how I know that they have lost a child mm -hmm. as a red blanket. It's the weirdest thing, and I always see it just wrapped around them, mm -hmm. and um, it's really beautiful. And um, so, for you, is there is there some sort of a tell for you when you find that that there's a a child that may have been lost? Um, or do they just show up in their little? Because I'm not a medium. I, yeah. I will say that I'm not, definitely not a medium. I see things differently. So from that perspective. So for me, as I said, I just feel any spirits in the form of maybe smoke or, okay. you know, glow around them. And for me, how they show up around my clients kind of tells me how they are related. Okay. So if I'm facing them, so their left side, my right is feminine side and then... Right. You know, their right, my left is always masculine side. So it's, you know, that's how I assume that, you know, that spirit is related to your dad's side or mom's side. But also, if they're a kid, they usually show up, like, lower than my client's face. Oh, okay. So if, if it's the same generation, so, like, friends, um, sister, brother, significant others, and yes. they show up next to their face. And yes. if they're a generation older and they show up above their face... Uh, when I, so you do have your little tells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I feel a baby was lost, and I, f uh, it's not 100% of the time, but usually I can tell whether the baby took a breath or not. And, and maybe like they just show me different memories that they have. So sometimes the baby who did not get to be born show me what it was like to be in the womb. So don't have physical memory outside of the womb. So like sometimes like your vision might be a little bit blurred or 
you know, because if I'm seeing, let's say, this room, I can see clearly, you know, the ceiling and wall and whatnot. Right. But usually, for me, a baby who didn't take a breath has more feeling than actual vision, like visual information. So that's kind of how I determine. Um, yeah. That's really cool. And also in the same way, sometimes I get messages from the people who is actually living, but if their memory or if their cognitive skill is not quite there, and then they can actually send me a message. So, you know, not everybody who gives me a message is completely past. So sometimes um. I can feel, you know, the people who is sick, who is unconscious, um, yeah, I get a message from those people too. Interesting, yeah. huh? Very interesting. Cool, cool. Well, I think you have an entire niche of healing mm. options here for women. So ladies, if you're interested in um, a healing gallery privately, let me know. And we may be doing that sooner than later. You never know. Um, because I think that is very powerful. And I think that's all in divine timing. And I think when people are ready for that, they, mm -hmm. the peace and the uh, compassion and, and time that comes with that is quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. Quite beautiful. All right. So I think we're... We're going to take a quick break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. All right. We're back. So um, part of what uh, – whoops. I, okay. It fell, but it's all right. Part of what I wanted to talk <laughs> about was about, what, about a year and a half ago, it's, uh, we were at another fair, and I had asked you, well, if you can see my son, you know, can you oh, – yeah, yeah. That's Can right. you draw him for me? Yeah. Because I've always wanted to know what he looked like. And this year, um, you you brought him to me. And what was amazing is, um, so this is this is brazen. Um, this is so awesome. I don't know if you can see it there. Okay, and it's really cool because um, you you told me that he calls me. Oh, there we go. You told me that he calls me Mama. Yeah, yeah. Which has always been my, <laughs> my preferred term. And I love how much he looks like my other son yeah. um, in this one. So if you set them side by side, kind of, they're kind of, it's kind of uncanny to me how much they really look yeah. similar. And so for me, from a healing perspective, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is absolutely a gift to actually see him and how he shows up. And when I saw that, what was most amazing to me is this isn't the salamander at six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? right. This yeah, isn't, yeah. It, that, this isn't <laughs> you know, in spirit. I, I think that's what is most important is spirit is so much different than what anybody perceives or thinks or, or any of it. Yeah, true. And I guess for me, it has been so part of my life that I wouldn't, and I haven't thought of it in any other way. And obviously I have never been a mom, yeah. no parents. So I would never know what it's like. But even like I remember when Brazen showed up at a fair, he was a baby and he was a toddler and he had one of those like, 
you know, short brim hat that goes all, all the way around. And he was, you know, walking like a toddler. So it was not smooth and, you know, he was a baby. But then after Diana asked me to draw him and then he showed up as kind of as an adult or adolescent. Um, and also I have met brewing. So for me, like, you know, they looked alike and, mm-hmm. you know, definitely they were brothers and how Brazen's hair was kind of like, you know, Bruins and, mm-hmm. you know, the color of skin or color of the hair, you know, was really similar. So at least that's my attempt of drawing him. And I think for any reading that I have that includes the baby who did not survive, they usually show up as a human form for me. So I never talked to a peanut or, you know, salander right. <laughs> form. Uh, right. So at least I know what the baby would have looked like, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I can tell whether, you know, this girl's baby's, you know, this baby's girl's hair was curly or straight mm-hmm. or, and I think it was maybe yesterday um, that I had a reading with a, with mom who just looked, lost the baby and, he did not take a breath, but he still, you know, had a personality and he was very funny and he was very, you know, joyous. And then he just kept saying, I'm in charge, you know, I'm taking care of my mom. So oh. I told, you know, the mom, you know, that's what she, you know, he's doing yeah. on the other side. Um, and also, you know, he told me about future brother <laughs> and whatnot. Awesome. So often they have more information than I would ever guess. Yes. Um, yeah. And as, you know, Diana said, you know, for me, it's kind of natural things because, you know, that's what I do and that's how I see the world. But definitely to me, they're just human and very, mm-hmm. and also they grow on the other side. So as I said, you know, Brazen looked different from the time that I read you know, first time mm-hmm. to now. Um, so also that indicates me that they are also growing as a soul. So it's not exactly same as physical growth. So it's not like every year they have, you know, gained right. a specific kind or whatever. But when they show up differently and I know that they did their work or their, you know, mm-hmm. lesson was learned and that's why they grow and they come out mm-hmm. as a different way. Yeah. I think the most profound thing that I have learned between my two boys is that even though they aren't brothers in a human form from a soul level, wow. Like the miracles that have happened through that, which maybe one day we'll talk about those further, but, you know, it is truly a gift to see that. I Well, first of all, this is the funniest thing ever because I remember one day you text me and you said, Brazen is very happy. He's dancing. What happened? And I said, oh, well, I told my son what his name was. And uh, I will never forget. My son was like, really, Ma? You were going to name him Brazen? Brazen the Raisin? Really? This kid would have been teased his whole life. And from that moment, I realized he is defending the brother that he never had. And I thought, wow, this is really really remarkable shit and I just knew that there was a strong but he's brazen like to me that soul that spirit that fire that that baby had was so grand and so big that that's why brazen was his name but 
Yeah, it's and also cool. sometimes the baby is the one who gives mom or somebody gives the imp- inspiration for the name. So you may think you are naming, you know, that baby, but often they're naming themselves. Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. that's what they want to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for me, it's not a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, even if you are not medium, often people can feel. Those, you know, lost siblings, you know, energy. Yes. It's really neat. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, So, ladies, if you have questions, feel free to continue to ask them. You have come to a very peaceful place in your life. Yeah. And I know um, you're very similar to to me in that there's just always work to be done. Mm -hmm. We're just constantly in an evolution of work um (laughs) hashtag homework and so um are you doing much personal coaching right now not at this moment but you can yeah yes and um so how did you come to where you are right now um because you were talking a lot about having peace in your life and just having more of a mindful consciousness in, in your everyday so I guess maybe, you know, I cannot just pinpoint like one specific time of my life that, oh, this is the moment. But, you know, since I was in undergrad and I had major in exercise science, I have master's in wellness management. So in a way, I was always interested in health and fitness and whatnot. Um, And I was interested in helping others through that. And Throughout the years, as I started accepting my gifts and when I started reading, and I think for me, I guess I just didn't want to be a hypocrite of telling others what to do or, you know, suggesting something, and then I'm not the one who's doing it. So especially like when it comes to healing, there's a lot of, you know, everybody has a parent or guardian and you know, you have that relationship affecting your life, whether you like it or not, or whether you're conscious or not. Mm-hmm. And I just realized a lot of issues, or when I say issues, it becomes such a like a negative word, but like my behavior patterns or thinking pattern was created when I was little right? because of the relationship with my parents. And I just wanted to be free from it, I guess, yes. because regardless of where I was or where I go, where I went, you know, I cannot escape from myself, right? It's not like I can just, you know, get out of my body and be (laughs) somebody else. So I just, I just wanted to have a peaceful way of living. And definitely, yes, I did my own share of trying to ignore it or trying to numb myself by different things, you know, sometimes... And luckily, I'm not, you know, that much of an addictive personality. So, like, yes, you know, when I did drink, you know, it did not hook me into, you know, being alcoholic or whatnot. But in terms of that numb, you know, numbing myself, I did a lot of, I guess, just excessive exercising and excessive cleaning and whatnot. And at the same time, a lot of negative thoughts, you know, against who I was or who I am happened in my head. And also, I just did not want that 
to be, right. you know, a part of my life forever. Right. So eventually I figured out that, you know, if I want to be free from it, at least I had to face my fears and I had to face maybe what was painful growing up or what was hurtful growing up. And then when I'm actually, you know, face it, I think I can digest it a little bit better because now I'm not in that situation anymore right. and, you know, I'm not in life-threatening environment where I feel unsafe. So, in a way, I had a different perspective. And also, as much as, you know, when you're growing up and when you have that kind of pain, you always focus on what was lost or what you did not get. But I also realized through that, you know, facing fears and whatnot, I realized there's a lot of things that I gained, you know, since I was a kid because... My parents were rather absent emotionally in my life. So, you know, I became so independent. And, you know, since I was maybe four or five, I remember taking a bus or a train, you know, in a public transportation to go to different places by myself without, you See, know, when any you adults. you say that, that yeah. is just like horrifying yeah. to me <laughs> as a mother yeah, yeah. you and know even like now my mom said like it's scary you know to think of it that I let you do it but then for me that's how I grew up and yeah. that's I thought was normal you know now what let I mean? me ask you yeah. did you grow up in a small town a large town a metropolitan what did you grow up in I'd in Japan? say like metroplex yeah it's big enough that you know so it's is not it like, like a Dallas or a New York City or a, what's it? What would you compare um, it to in the U.S.? So it gives us perspective maybe, of a four or five yeah, year old yeah, yeah. catching the because train. I guess I have never been to New York City, so I wouldn't know. But it's for me like it's kind of like San Francisco. Right? Okay. There's a web of transportation system, a bus system, yep. and also in Japan, it's really expensive to have a car and then keep the car, you know, paying for not only tax and whatnot to parking space because it's very, very, very limited. So for us, it's normal to take tra public transportation system. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, especially if you're in, in a city big enough to have it yeah. and then usually use that. Oh, well, um, it sounds like New York City to me. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, yeah, wow. so... In that sense, you know, I was very independent. Uh, pretty much I did whatever I needed to do for myself. And even, you know, when my parents were not home, like I remember just cooking whatever I had in the fridge. Um, and also, I know since I was a kid, I was very kind and, you know, compassionate towards others because I knew what it was like to be hurt or, yeah. you know, giving a pain. And I just did not want to do that. Um, and yes, you know, I have my own share of being a teenager and, sure. you know, like having to figure out how to have, you know, relationship with others, uh, whether it's friend or romantic way or whatever. Um, but core of me, you know, that I became because of those painful experiences has not changed that much, you know. And I'm still determined. That's yeah. And, you know, some people call me stubborn, but at the same time, I'm very determined. So if I decide to do something, <laughs> and I would Determination, do it. stubborn. Yeah. Mm, that's because, awesome. That's because, awesome. Because it's the same coin. It's it just is. two different sides, you know. I and love without that. that determination, I wouldn't have gotten all the degrees that I have gotten, yeah. you know. And like coming to the States by myself and living yeah. here and quitting <laughs> a full-time job. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So, 
you know, but I your personal freedom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is... So I realized, you know, I went through what I went through, and I cannot change it. But I can always change what I think about it or how I think about it. Right. And I rather focus on what I have gained than what I have lost. Yes. And then you know what I think I have lost may not be as important as I thought. You know, because in a way I survived, and everybody's surviving anyway. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Blessings be. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, I think we need to get you some coaching people to just, you know, help them along the way and all that stuff. Because I think that would be incredible for you to share that mindset. Yeah. I think so many people get stuck in the mind fuck of their, quote, struggle and their their hamster wheel. Yeah. That they can't see the blessings that are really inside of all of that. Exactly. And I tell everybody, including my <laughs> clients... You know, everybody has their truth within them. Yes. And everybody has their answers within them. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I don't mind to be a radio or speaker, you know, oh, to give I love you that, that. Yeah, to yeah. give you the validation through yeah. reading and whatnot. But the fact that you can understand what I'm saying is the proof that you already knew what I was going to say. Yes. Otherwise it wouldn't resonate. Mm hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you just got off all social media. <laughs> yeah. You just removed yourself on Halloween -y was your last day. <laughs> yeah. So did you wait till like midnight on uh, the 1st to delete it all or what did you do? Because you actually um, deleted everything. Yeah, I did. And so, this was, tell us the process because this was a process for you. Yeah. So I guess, you know, 2018 has been the year of I guess cleaning stuff out, the things that oh, I don't yes. need anymore. It's a big um, purge. Yeah. And I guess having more space in my life, you know, physically and in my psych, whatnot. And as much as, you know, I utilized Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, part of it that I always had a difficulty was that even though, yes, I can choose who to follow and who not to follow, but nowadays there's a lot of advertisement and I just didn't want to be reminded, you know, about a book I just checked on Amazon <laughs> and now showing up on my Facebook feed. Right. And, and to me it was intrusive. And also the time that I spend, and, you know, let's say I spend, you know, one hour to scroll down, you know, to see everybody's picture on Instagram. And then what did I gain? Nothing. <laughs> Like, I, I cannot tell you what I saw yesterday, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was such an unproductive way <laughs> of spending my time. Yeah. But also another issue that I had is because I'm so sensitive and intuitive, when I see the picture or when I read written words, I ended up just absorbing their energy. Whether, And I think not to stereotype, but a lot of time people just won't, a validation approval from somebody else mm -hmm. that they are not giving themselves. Mm -hmm. so, everybody just wants to be heard, honey. Yeah, exactly. And everybody just wants to be heard. So in a way, that just I just feel their fears or insecurities or pains through their postings. And, yeah. you know, I'm the type of person who just avoid a crowd, you know, um, because I just absorb everybody's energy no so matter how much. that crowd yeah. into you yeah. with the socials. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just wanted to remove myself from it and you know it has been a week 
I was going to say, than a week? yeah, just over yeah. a week. It's almost, almost two, weeks two weeks now, yeah. Yeah, almost two weeks. And, you know, I think I don't really miss it. I thought, you know, I will have this flipping out experience. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? But then that didn't happen. Okay. Um, but also, you know, as a part of this purging, I got rid of all my pictures that I have ever had Your physical in my life. Pictures. Yeah. And digital pictures too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I don't have any pictures that I, I own. You know, from my childhood to my teenage years to adult life. And once again, you know, I thought I would flip out thinking, oh, what did I do? But then I haven't missed it. And my life goes on and as peaceful, you know, as it can ever be. And I'm happy about it. You know, it's interesting. I I actually thought about that the other day because I've got around the house, we have like boxes of mm-hmm. pictures. Boxes. They're in boxes. Exactly. And how many times do you look at it? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, and for me, I'm a purger by nature. I have pockets of purging. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with some of this stuff. Yeah. And, and that's the hard thing because my husband keeps every picture. He has it electronically scanned. He really does. He's amazing at that sort of thing. Because you know what? His, his point has always been, if I should die, I want you to have these pictures, you know, because I think that's important to have that for future generations, yeah. you know, for him. Yeah. And so looking at that, I'm like, yeah, I can see that, but it's just a box of pictures still, yeah. you know? Exactly. So it's interesting. And also for me, I realized all the pictures that I have taken, oh. if I close my eyes, I can just picture you in my head. And also, you know, I was a kid who was talking to great grandparents that I have never met. So, yes, I have seen their pictures, but then... You have the real conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and I also believe that everything has been recorded in the universe somewhere. Yeah. So if I really want to, I can get the information. You can access yeah, it. Yeah, and I yeah. don't have to prove anybody I'm right or wrong as long as I get what I need. Yeah. And also, yes, you know, I took some of the pictures from my grandparents' house and my parents' house... You know, thinking, oh, I'm going to make, you know, at least some videos or photo slides for my, I guess, not only my life, but also about my family. But then, regardless of how other people see those pictures, it will be something that they create in their head anyway, as a story. Right. If that's the case. Oh, the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, I would like to tell my own story with my words than them assuming from those pictures, right. relying on them. Right. Um, yeah. So I just didn't feel the importance of keeping boxes and after boxes yeah. that I don't even check. Right. Yeah. And now you're peaceful and happy and not missing anything. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I took two pictures out of those boxes that, you know, from, it was my pictures. And I actually burned them, just saying goodbye to all the pains and, yeah. you know, not so great memories that I had. But at the same time, I think, you know, myself, uh, those years, um, going through whatever he went through, because otherwise I wouldn't be who I am today. Right, yeah. right. So you basically did um, an energetic fuck letter. 
Yeah. <laughs> but also and just released it. Yeah, just released saying it. goodbye and just I'm just saying I'm graduating from this part of my life. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Blessings be. Mm. That's awesome. Well, and I can't imagine, you know, you you said something earlier about the time. You know, how much time you're getting back not being on social media. Yeah. You know, that is incredible because I think about that. And so now I'm committing like from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. I'm not I'm not on the socials anymore as much as I was before because I would do a lot of my postings and work at later at night, 11, 30, 12, you know, at night. But then I'm realizing, is this a contributing to my lack of sleep? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not doing that. And honestly, I have been resting better, which is good. Yeah. And also, like, I think... What triggered my mindset change about time? I was listening to Oprah's you know, podcast, and every single podcast, it starts with the best, give, best gift you can give yourself is time. Yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Praise and even, Oprah. Yeah, it even, is so true. You know, because in a way, at this you know, physical world yes. uh, structure, once... Time passes and then you cannot get it back, which is in a way, you know, wonderful things. But at the same time, it's a curse, right? It's our greatest commodity. Yeah, I say that all the time. Time is yeah. our greatest commodity. So for me, I just spent. I rather spend time doing what I love, whether doing arts and be creative or writing or just reading um, hours, you know, and hours, <laughs> um, than just. Worrying about what other people are doing or, yeah, yeah. you know, how they want to see themselves as, you know, on those yeah. platform. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on this platform. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you you listen to podcasts, though, do you or no? Yeah, sometimes. Whatever piques my interest. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll listen to this one, then. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Talk, for being on our show today. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Um, share your website so that way people who are interested in maybe getting a coaching session with you or a mediumship session with you, what is that website they can contact you? So my website is called intuitiveelephant.com, like regular intuitive elephant. There's no space in between, .com, just because I love elephants so much. Um yeah, and I'm very much, you know, living my life intuitively, more so than reason and logic now. It's yeah. awesome, isn't it? Yep, yep. That's wonderful. That's how it should be, I think. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, thank you again, and that is intuitiveelephant.com, and we will definitely be publishing that throughout the week. Um, next on our show, we will have Tanya Mack, a badass mom, wife of a badass veteran, and one of my favorite people, an incredible artist. Until then, remember to just give a fuck. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>